This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Malka LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. joins me as usual for the Business of Cannabis. You can find more information and how she can help you at greengencompany.com and check them out on Twitter at greengenco1. Melka, how are things? Good, Dean. Beautiful sunny day. It has indeed been uh, absolutely gorgeous, uh, at least up here in Edmonton and I'm sure down south uh, where you are as well. Uh, let's uh, let's get into this uh, first topic. And, um, you know, we often um, use a, a bit of a harder hitter topic uh, for our first uh, discussion. And, and I don't think there is anything more important than ending the stigma on cannabis for the industry to grow and for people to realize the benefits of it. Exactly. And sometimes I feel like I'm pushing a rock up an <laughs> extremely large hill with talking about this subject matter. Um, I have to say that, you know, I've, I have I've, I've had a lot of support from inside the industry, but what happens when, when you try and share your opinions or your what you're doing, um, I'll give you the example here. So um, I had chosen a really nice article from the Growth Off about a Vancouver study that finds that cannabis can be a reverse gateway drug. Uh, which is sort of one of the the phrase that has been is counter to what the prohibition era Mm -hmm. was saying of cannabis being a gateway drug. So this particular article was was a good one. It had a a decent sized study uh, talking to, you know, basically um, drug addicts. um, And they were claiming that all of them claimed in the study that they used cannabis as a form of mental health and substance use treatment rather than recreationally. And they were basically saying that cannabis is medicine for that. And it, it literally helped them be better than what they were just on just in substance abuse. So I shared this particular um, article along with a meme that I'd used before of my own writing that says um, cannabis is for everybody with a sleep, comma, anxiety, stress, or mental health disorder not yet diagnosed. And I said, for more information for uh, health practitioners and education on cannabis, visit my website. And there was a link. So I posted this on, on Facebook, which I don't usually put much on Facebook in regards to what I'm doing, literally because of the stigma that is around me with the people that I know and that know what I'm doing. So I shared this with uh, my network and people in my network that are medical professionals, um, there have been their entire careers, um, literally let the shitstorm fly with um, comments and stigmatized concepts that were, I was in disbelief that as a medical professional, they wouldn't want to learn more about such a interesting yet diverse and controversial thing in our society. It is so true. I mean, uh, you know, I have a, a sort of relatable story with an actual doctor. You know, first of all, years ago, my family doctor, who is now retired, and I miss him so much, um, because of his forward thinking, was talking to me about vaping and saying, this is something you should look at. I know you're consuming cannabis. And and he was very forward thinking. 
And then fast forward to past, you know, uh, legalization. And I spoke to a doctor who told me, oh, you shouldn't vape. And I said, no, no, I'm not using the, this was during the crazy illegal vape uh, crisis. Yeah. So (laughs) I said, no, no, it's not one of those. It's vaping. I'm actually using flour. And this doctor said, that's worse. And I just thought, you have no idea what you are talking about. And, And you're making these judgments uh, and recommendations for people without any knowledge base. And, you know, so that's exactly how this conversation ended up. I had these different people commenting and what their, their stigma was, was literally was on, on, on the yellow label on cannabis products. They for verbatim. They didn't know that it was currently on the label, but they were taught by researchers and doctors, premiers in premier people in the area, in the field, that basically created the sentence that is now on every product, that, very generic, without thinking anything past it. Like, oh, that's the answer. Therefore, we should not ever do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is like, especially people of a science and background where they're always being perplexed with new situations and you know things that are wrong with people. You would think that here's an opportunity to learn more. Not to say you should always use it. It's not to always be used is if you're not sure yet it's not going to kill you um, and then go see medical professional that can help you potentially with a little bit more education and that's the, the whole part is it's not the cannabis that i'm proposing it's the education for medical professionals so to give them a hand when they're up against other people that have the same stigma Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, if if we didn't ever evolve to possible changes, we would still be using ether uh, during operations. I mean, things <laughs> change, and we realize that some things are really good for you in cannabis. Um, we're, we're at the 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 kind of the. T- tip of the iceberg analogy with cannabis, right? We're still discovering yeah. it. And, and you know, eventually you hope uh, medical professionals, when, um, you know, the rest of these research papers do get published, do come around because it seems they might only believe what they're told. It's the tip of the iceberg, but I feel that the tipping point isn't, isn't there yet. You know, if you mm. want to quote uh, Malcolm Gladwell, I think that we're so close, but not yet. Mm. But hopefully with continued conversations like ours, yes. we're going to get closer. Yeah, it's one of the questions I ask almost every one of my guests is, uh, you know, what's your recommendation for helping to, um, you know, end or decrease uh, the stigma? Okay, let's talk about change makers. And I love the name, first of all, of this uh, cannabis store in Vernon, B.C., The Black Crow. That's a great point. That actually is not their legal name anymore. <laughs> it's now what's called BCS Cannabis. Okay, well, I love Black Crow. crow yeah. Like, yeah, so do I. That's why I liked it in the first place. But the funny thing, that's the first thing I actually had a conversation about with the owner. Was I was like, wow, you didn't, you know, you didn't lose your logo because their logo and their name is of a black crow, which is against the cannabis branding laws. Mm. You cannot have anything that resembles any animal uh, as part of your logo. Um, so this is why I'm celebrating them is that they're one of the few uh, former dispensaries, like I would say gray market prior to legalization that I used to visit in BC on a regular basis. And they've now successfully transitioned to being a fully legal cannabis retailer, including having their name altered so that it fits um, with the, the laws. So they, that's why they use BCS and the black crow is really what it's called, and I wanted to honor that because it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's interesting though, um, when, when you bring that up about, you know, you cannot use imagery, um, you know, there's a wolf grinder product used to have a, a picture of a wolf on there and they actually, uh, had to change that, but you can go get a big bear beer, uh, if you want to, or, or different things. So it's, it's strange, um, how that does work out sometimes. And have you noticed that the little band has gone off the zigzag? Yep packed as well and i think Bic lighters has to change i think if uh, if Bic lighters wants to have their lighters in cannabis retail stores i've been told they're gonna have to take their little cartoon logo off too exactly yeah so this company is we had a great conversation i went in there to buy some stuff and to show them some of the other products that i'm repping and they i'm like congratulations for making it this far how has it been and He's like, you know, prior to, prior to COVID, his store and, and legalization, but really in the last few years, his store's been bumping. Uh, he's always, there's always lots of people there. They have a, a wide assortment of edibles and candies and things that I'd never seen before, and they were delicious, um, which are not there at all anymore. The store has completely changed from what's inside of it. The outside looks the same, and the logo has this big BCS over it instead of a crow. But uh, otherwise, um, really what the, problem, the, the the issues are now is because it's legal, their business has dropped like a friggin' rock. And it's because they're up against those um, dispensaries on native land not very far away from them. So they're, they're, they fought the good fight to become legal and are being up against the competition, which is only a few kilometers away. So I just wanted to say that they're doing amazing work and I wanted to honor them with this segment um, because hopefully uh, they'll continue to grow. So it's interesting. Uh, they made the transition and their business has declined because the people who are operating illegally and not paying the taxes and not doing it right are being able to operate. I mean, that's just, that gives no incentive for people to make the crossover and we have to give them incentive. That is just... That is just so backwards in, in every sense of the word. A hundred percent. And, and, and not only that, but like his whole, he had to fire his whole staff because he's not that busy. Yeah. So like before he had five or six people in there helping different customers and doing a great job of explaining the local products that were available. But now it's like, he's, he's one, he's a single solo entrepreneur hoping to make it in this very, interesting world that we live in and when what sort of um you know recourse is this for um or or i guess help available reaching out to the mp in the area or or what's the what's the next step for to 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 trying to prevent this from happening for others well that's what i asked him i said you know what what like because i've heard we have talked about this on previous episodes that that this issue is coming to light because i spent a lot of time in bc and i was asking those questions from different sides and so he actually has some new information. I mean, again, I think it's a lot of voice and a lot of talk, but he said that the, the native groups are coming together, the bands, and, and trying to close the loophole with, like, cease and desist letters of these dispensaries. Um, but it's the kind of thing that there's, like, he doesn't think that there's any hammer, a hammer to the action. Like, they have no ability to enforce it. Because, like I said, they're not covered under uh, federal jurisdiction. They're provincial. So it's he was just as perplexed and hope yet hopeful that, um, and I think by talking about it, that's part of the of like shining a light and explaining how this is all working and how it's really hurting the industry um, is really what uh, what needs to be done here. Yeah. It just seems weird. Like, you know, um, I, I don't think I could just go and 
put up a, a flatbed truck down the street from Nova Cannabis on Jasper Ave in Edmonton and start selling illegal cannabis. But that's kind of basically what's happening here. Well, yes, except for the loophole that it's on native oh, okay. reserve yes. land. That's right. All yeah. right. Yeah. So he's not on reserve land, but he's ten kilometers from right. reserve land. Yeah. So that's the, what it is, and 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 there there's in there's this this uh, disengagement from within the native groups because some of them really want to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. They are getting their licenses. They are growing the product under LP, and but then there's sort of this. It's a it's a negotiation. It's a back and forth within the bands, between the bands, and with the government and them. So it's like there's so many sides now mm-hmm. that everybody's just getting a smaller piece of whatever's happening. Right. But we do know some of those shops are operating on non-native land, as as you found out on a, a recent trip, you passed by them. So it just seems that... Those uh, are the ones that are on native land. So that's what I found out. It's oh, not all of those the, ones the, were? Oh, the, okay. They are on Vernon Band land. Oh, Yeah. I okay. didn't know that before because it's a, it's a part of a major highway. Right, but right. that's exactly what that is. Okay. Is that area, is that, that area. All right, that makes uh, that makes a lot more sense now, and uh, we'll have to certainly watch that situation, and hopefully, uh, it develops for the people that are going the legal route, and and the people uh, within the different bands that want to get into the legal market can can make that uh, transition. All right, let's uh, talk about what it means to be green, and we're simply talking about the color green, um, you know, equaling health. Yeah, so this is just, I really wanted to tie this all back together and to emphasize the point is that, you know, in my mind, and really it's a marketing branding thing to, you know, green is often often used to symbolize health uh, in, in representation of, of, you know, like, for example, the TELUS logo added green to it to be TELUS Health um, as an example. So what I wanted to say is that, you know, what I learned from my little posting on Facebook and I, I actually shared the same post across Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook for a true experiment. Um, I found that on Instagram and LinkedIn, there was a ton more support from both my friends and network as well as my peers and business, business associates. Because uh, I feel that LinkedIn and Instagram are sort of the two places where cannabis is friendly and cannabis is green and it's, and it does symbolize uh, good things. Um, but what I wanted to say is that in tackling this particular issue of stigma, um, particularly from the education side, cannabis is still not medicine to some people. And that's really where there's that disconnect. And I think, I think that that's where I'm trying to hone in on what it means to be green, is that if we can get people to think about, about medicine as something that's healthy, that's green, not that comes in a bottle, with a label and a hard to open thing, hard to, you know, I think if we start changing the paradigm of our minds that plants and things that are green are things that are healthy, which is not just about cannabis, it's about everything in this world. Um, I think that's where we really have to go to make this, this paradigm and this, this stigma really get reduced. So it's- please um, rise above it. Let's end the stigma. And uh, yeah. Hopefully that's something where we can all go to a better future. It's interesting the the color uh, scheme and and you know there's there's lots of marketing out there about uh, you know different colors and what consumers to be, seem to be maybe attracted to and uh, I, I don't know if I ever thought about uh, um, the green color as a health symbol, but now that I'm thinking about it, you, you do see it uh, quite often and. And, and, you know, I, like, I think that, uh, that green color should be the ideal color for 
the ending the stigma. If there's some sort of hashtag, anything like else, it should be green, primarily the color of cannabis, which in my opinion equals health. And I know it does because it, it, it equals uh, help for me and, and help for my mental health. So uh, you went, you know, I, I would always say, I used to always say cannabis. Um, uh, I always did think cannabis was for everybody. Uh, now I think uh, maybe it's just THC isn't for everybody, but cannabis can be for everybody. Yeah. Like THC maybe doesn't mix with some people, but the plant can help everybody in some way, and you do not need to involve THC. Amen. And, you know, there's all these things about the plant that you also don't have to put inside your body, but are right. still very healthy for you. So, again, we come back to the whole plant is the green. Unfortunately, the stigma, I think, is with the word cannabis, THC, and marijuana, but people still just can't separate those things. And that's where we really have to focus on um, really clarifying what those parts are. And that's all what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Ending the stigma. Hashtag end the stigma and hashtag green generation yeah and listen there's there's a lot of people that like to refer to cannabis in their way and use it recreationally and that's fine and there's a lot of people that want to call it something else i, I don't think any one person should be deciding how what we call it uh if you're comfortable calling it well you know some people don't like the word consumption they just like the word get high well other people don't want to get high they are consuming cannabis uh, for for health benefits. So uh, there's many different types of cannabis user and there are many, many more types of medical cannabis users more and more every day and there will be more and more uh, every year as we go and as we learn, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, more about the plant, more people are going to come on board with this. So, you know, the slogan here is it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. Um, and, you know, many people use cannabis for many different things. Amen. Let's keep it going. All right, Malka, thank you so much for your time. As usual, you can find out uh, more information at greengencompany.com and check them out on Twitter at greengenco1.